This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. After winning the series last weekend at Miller Park... head to Wrigley for the weekend. Can they do it again? We're talking about it on The Fan. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Oh, <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Well, hop on board and get those tickets punched. We're ready to roll down the tracks in the crazy train here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. 414-799-1250 is the phone number. Give us a buzz if you got any questions or comments. And uh, he's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie's on the boards. Uh, We're here till 8 o'clock. We come to you every Saturday morning at 6, and we end it at 8. So thanks for joining us for the second hour. Oh, Danny, 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 what's up? Okay, so a couple of things. Uh, Once again, we want to thank our listeners. and I was thinking about this, Tom. Um, this is their show. This isn't our show. This is our listeners' shows. They, what sh- what other show can people actually call in? Yeah, there's a lot of outdoor shows where they're not going to let no. you call in outdoor and just start shows talking. Are pre- most almost all of them are pre-recorded. They can call yeah. in with their comments. We let them call in with their fishing or hunting reports. So this is your show, and we appreciate you listening. We also appreciate all those. Uh, we all thank our police officers. We support the badge. But, you know, other other professions as well. There's people out there from the guy working at the car wash hard to the person begging groceries. A lot of people working hard out there, and we appreciate, we got to appreciate everybody working hard in America. And uh, we appreciate those that are uh, listening. Also, a special shout-out in prayers, Sister Marianne Etzel, our listener from Italy, right? That's where she'd be? She was in, yeah. in Rome, Italy. So... Without getting specific, she's had some some health issues. I talked to Loie yesterday, and uh, so we want all our people's prayers go out. She's doing better now, I guess, but uh, we our prayers and thoughts are with her and speedy recovery, and hopefully we can talk to her on the air again sometime. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know, and it was funny, Danny, how you would say that when you said this to me this morning because she emailed me or us to let us know that she was back in the States and uh, then I emailed her back, and I said, well, we got to get together. And then I didn't hear from her. And I said, I wonder if something's wrong. Remember I said that to you? I said, mm-hmm. I wonder if something's wrong, because normally she gets back to me, you know. And sure enough, she, you know, wasn't feeling well. So we hope she gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly. Quickly. So, Tom, I want to talk a little bit about panfish. Yeah. 
Okay. Who doesn't like panfish? This week, I had the fastest panfish action. Yeah. Right out in I've, front of your place? That I've ever had. Yeah. No. No? Not out in front of no. my place. Uh, I got a friend of mine. Okay. She wanted to take her son fishing. Okay. And I think he's, I want to say 11 now. I don't know. I can't keep it. And, and he brought a buddy of his. Okay. And then she got a license, so I have three people fishing. And for three hours straight, before I had to cut her short and head in, on Pewaukee Lake, of all places, yeah. I was either taking a fish off the hook yeah. or baiting a hook nonstop. Really? I mean, nonstop. They were boom, 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 popping out. If we'd wanted to catch, if I'd have fished too, if we'd wanted to, we could have caught 100 panfish. Yeah. And sure, a lot of them are small. Yeah. You know, at least half of them. small. But we were getting some seven and a half to eight inch pumpkin seeds mixed in there. Maybe yeah. one every seven or eight yeah, and, yeah. and a couple, maybe seven inch bluegills mixed yeah, in. And yeah. if a guy, there were, there were enough decent sized ones where sure. even if you wanted to sort through them, yeah. you could probably come up with, with at least a couple dozen decent ones filleting yeah. and they were thick, fat yeah. fish too. And my technique, I don't know. Uh, I think sometimes I don't know. Everybody's got their methods. Now, if you're going to use a mini mite, I think one of the best ways is to have a tiny bobber, throw the mini mite out, spray some bait, mate, make sure it's horizontal, and don't don't have it down real far from the bobber because the fish like to come on up and right, chuck it out. Right. As soon as it hits the water, just like you can be on a dock and you can spit on the water, and it, they have they a natu- come up and they come up and it. look at it. Yeah. yeah, they have a natural way to come up. But if you're going to be in a little bit deeper water, basically. Uh, I'm fishing on the north shore of Pewaukee Lake. Sure. And I'm fishing in about, yeah, maybe 10 feet of water. Mm-hmm. And I anchored, so we weren't, you know, if, if if you can drift too, but it just seemed like once you get your spot anchor, and they're just kind of fan casting all around the boat and go with a, a little split shot up mm-hmm. about 10 to, you know, 15 inches, small little hook. I'm using these colored little painted hooks. They're like okay. yellow and orange. Yeah. They're kind of bright color. Not that that makes any difference. It does help when you're right. trying to get the hook out of their throat. <laughs> you can and see you can it. Barely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can see a little patch. And uh, and then just go with like half a night. You can go with just a little bit, yeah. just t- you know, I mean, just a bit. But I like to go with either a half to a full night crawler because the bonus is, is you'll get a good, you'll get a bass that way too. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's basically it. Now, it takes a little technique where you got to chuck it on out and just let it sink on down. And then, of course, it's going to get in weeds sometimes, too. But you just kind of lift up lightly and kind of lift it up and drop it down, wind a little bit. Uh And it it takes some feel. You'll feel tap, 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 tap. And then Uh all of a sudden, the rod will kind of load when you go to wind. So I had the one kid out, and he was catching one every cast. Yeah. And the the one other one's mother, she has a natural... I showed her a spinning reel. She'd never used one before, right? Mm-hmm. She, I had only show her once, and she had it. You know, whereas I'm, sometimes I'm showing people they're winding upside down. They're, how do you cast this again? Uh, she's catching a fish. Like, I mean, she was like out fishing the boys. But the one son, her son took a while to get the knack of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was getting aggravated because <laughs> fish, 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 fish. And he's yeah. in the middle. He's going, I'm catching nothing here. Yeah. And you can tell he's getting frustrated. But then he got 
then he got the knack and he was yeah. catching them. So we had a great water? time. How deep we're, water? We were at about eight, 10 feet of water. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, it, it, you look, and there's weeds down there yeah. on the bottom. And, uh, and yeah. a person could use a slip bobber too. I suppose yeah, you could, yeah, you but I just like to keep it simple. Just yeah. chuck it out. I took my buddy's daughter out uh, back the end of June, same spot, and that's when she caught a 20-inch bass. Yeah, right. And I we know. had another one break the line yeah. because I got such light little yeah. tackle, you know. Uh, and you it's know, not like I changed the line on those panfish rods. You, you know, know what I mean? You, you kind of just kind yeah. old I line know. on <laughs> a little push button or a little spinning reel. I suppose I should change the line out. You know, you said something that was important. I, I remember years ago uh, there was a book, Nightcrawler Secrets. Remember that one? Yep. By Bill, was it Bill Binkelman who wrote that? Bill Binkelman, I think. Nightcrawler Secrets. Well, anyway, whoever there wrote Bill it. Bill Dance or something. No, not no. Bill Dance. No, no. Binkelman. There was another book called Lunkers Love Nightcrawlers. Was that by? I yeah. I okay, think there but was anyway, something Lunkers anyway, Love Nightcrawlers. In in these books, the the basic theme was, and I remember reading this was keep it simple. A hook, a sinker, and a worm. I mean, really, when you think about it, it that's about as basic as you can get. You tie a hook on, you put a sinker about a foot above it or whatever, 18 inches, and put a worm on it and throw it out, whatever depth of water. I, You're going to catch you something. Catch anything. You're you, going to catch something. I had, uh, I had a, a young, young man out, Anthony. Uh, Anthony was out fishing with me, uh, I guess, a week and a half ago already. And when he was 14 years old, I got him his first muskie, a 38-incher. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he called me up. He's like 28 years old now. And he says, hey, can we go out? And uh, as fate may have it, the gods were with us. We got three muskies. Uh, biggest, again, awesome. was about 38 inches. But anyway, I remember the story, and he was laughing about it, where I used to just take him out fishing small stuff, just like yeah. I was describing. And we were over in the Narrows. And in about six feet of water, and uh, I chucked out a, we had several rods, and I would throw the rods out, and if the fish was on it, I'd just tell him, go ahead yeah, and wind it. Right. So I threw it out, and I start winding. I thought it was stuck in the weeds, right? Yeah. And I felt, you know, it was a fish. So I handed the rod to him, and he's winding, and all of a sudden, with the tiny hook in its jaw, is this 40-plus-inch muskie, and it oh, comes no. cruising by like a submarine. <laughs> So it goes, peeling line out from the drag, and yeah. what do I do? Give me that rod. So I, <laughs> <laughs> Give me that rod. And then, <laughs> then the, fish find, the fish realized it was in trouble. All yeah. of a sudden, maybe I put a little pressure on it, yeah. and it went leaping out of the water and just yeah. bit us off. You know, it was okay. picturesque. The way yeah. it came out of the yeah. water, it'd be cool to have on film. Yeah. But there it was, gone. He was laughing about it. He says, I was doing fine till, till you made me, till you grabbed the rod from me. <laughs> But it grabbed the night crawler. Point yeah. being is if you drop a night crawler in front of even a muskie, yeah. oh, maybe, yeah. maybe in an active muskie, they might just suck it right in. Sure. Yeah. I, it's I, like a, it's like you grabbing a cookie off your kitchen table. Yeah. Just happen right to be there. Just happen to be so there. I'll <laughs> munch on that without even thinking about it. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and it is so true. How about Oops. the injection with the thing? They, they used to sell the... Hypodermic needles. It was well, actually, it was uh, a little. You can still buy them. It's a little plastic. Uh, it's a little plastic, like tube, or not so much a tube. It's like a little plastic bottle with a needle at the end, and you just squirt air into the tail end of the nightcrawler, and that'll. And if you got a sinker on the bottom, it lifts up that nightcrawler just off the bottom. You know. Did you ever try yeah. it? Oh yeah. Oh, Did are it really you kidding? Work? Oh yes, yes. When I was no younger. Kidding. 
When I was a teenager, oh yes, we did that because I read those books. Night Lunkers love Nightcrawlers. Oh, you got heroin addicts. Nightcrawlers using those little secrets. Things, yeah, but oh yeah, definitely that. Yeah, and, Where do and they you sell know what? Those? Uh, I guess you you'd have to find them online now. You can't now. sell anything with a needle to kids nowadays. I, you know, you, you might, might have a point eye. there. You might have a you point there. might lose an eye. You know, uh, but I'm sure you can find them online. Or some guy next to you, you know, sure. some guy's going to poke his buddy in yeah. the arse with it. Yeah. The other thing we used to do with, dangerous. The other thing we used to do with night crawlers is in the boat, when, in, like I said, we were teenagers, we rent a boat. We would put, because this is what it said in the books, you put the night crawlers in a, in a small bucket of water. And they will absorb that water, and they will expand. You wouldn't believe how big they get. They get a lot bigger, longer and thicker because they absorb that water. Yeah, put them in that bucket of water for a while, well, and they'll get bigger. Here's, <laughs> they don't drown on you right away then? No. See, because no. here's what I've been doing. I've been taking a bucket of water, yeah. and I take them out of the night crawler out of the little container, yeah, yeah. and then I dip them in the water, yeah. And hand a clean or put a clean oh, night crawler because yeah, okay. I don't want crap all over my boat and dirt and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now I'm thinking, yeah. listening to you, I should just throw them all in the water. Put them in the water. Because otherwise, yeah. in the hot sun, they start getting really not, you know yeah, what I mean? They yeah. start baking and getting dehydrated well, and all crappy looking. Yeah, a good tip is, folks, well, if you put them in the bucket if, of water. Yeah, if you're using night crawlers, uh, if you're going to leave them in the container, have a cooler with you. With well, some I do ice. that yeah. too with yeah. ice. I right. did do that. Yeah. All right, we got to go to a quick break, but we do have a caller on the line. We'll get to you right after this break. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. You're listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. The Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks to all our listeners out there. Friends, family, acquaintances, people we've never met. Appreciate you listening out there. Tell your friends about the show, too. And we now have a caller on the line. We yeah. do. We have our friend Leighton on the line giving us a catfish hey, up there. Hey, right. we've been waiting for this. Hey, Leighton, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing fine, man. How y'all doing? Doing uh, good, brother. Great. Tell good, us man. tell us what happened last week. Yeah, well, I, I, the last time I talked to y'all, it was two weeks ago. Remember that storm and that weather was bad and stuff? It was like wind was blowing like 50 miles an hour. Oh, no. Yeah, boo, don't. To, uh, I went to Beaver Dam. Right. And, uh, I stayed all night. I stayed all night there. And I caught I caught about 20 catfishes in there, man. That's good. 20. What kind were they? Channel? Yeah, it was blue cats and cats. Blues. So I, you see, I never even realized we had the blue cats. Like, yeah. like yeah, they got they got blue cats, they got shadow cats, they got flatheads. You know what, what I'm saying? They got about three or four different kinds of catfish. So I call it some blue, blue head, uh, blue, blue cat, and I call um shadow cat. I didn't catch no flatheads, but that's what I caught on that rainy day two weeks ago. I mean, they were storming up there. I mean. You know, I, I, it was unbelievable. But I stayed all night, you know what I'm saying? And then after the storm and everything, went, that's when they started biting. Well, that's was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because they were biting so fast, I could only use one pole. Hey, man, that's that's great when it's like that. Hey, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, is there a difference between, like, eating a blue or a channel catfish? Is there one that you prefer? 
No, no, it's about the same, man. I mean, you know, you cut them the same way as you cut uh, just a regular one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They just they taste the same, man. You put the same stuff on them and, and deep fry them and stuff. And yep. So they're no different. They're very they're no good. Different. The the other question I was going to ask you, what is your catfish recipe? My catfish recipe? Yep. Oh, uh, well, I really don't have a recipe. It, it's just like, you know, salt and pepper and, and cornmeal. And you know what I'm saying, you know, that's that's about it. You know what I'm saying? A seasoned salt and stuff like that. And that's about it. And I put it in the deep fryer and stuff and with some french fries and, and some coleslaw, man. It's just like you buying it in a restaurant. It sounds good. Uh, is there a special way that you have to clean the catfish? Or oh, yeah, yeah. You got to pull the skin off of them. You know, you, put, you get some pliers, you know, some white pliers, and you pull them. Pull the skin off of them. That's all you do, you know. And you cut the little, um, the little fins off of them on the sides and on the top, and you just use the pliers and pull the skin off. Once you cut them around the head, and you can pull the skin right off of them, and that's it. You, you don't. Then you cut them in steaks. So you cut them. So you fillet them into steaks, then basically. And uh, yeah. do you have to cut out like a, a, a bloodline or anything on there? Or are there any no, parts you want to trim off? Gotta, no, you just got to uh, cut them up, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, some of them, you know, back when, when you know said if you get them in, you know, in September, or, I mean, if you get them in, uh, like, April or, or, or May, they spawning in the water, and a lot of them be fat. And so yeah. uh, they got babies, they got babies in them, right? Them, them, them girl uh, catfish, they got babies in them, so they got them little eggs in them and stuff. They fat, so you cut them out. And then you cut down, you know, you cut where, you know, where you use the bathroom and all that old stuff from, you know, and clean them out real good. You know what I'm saying? You clean them out real good, and then you soak them in some salt water. Okay. And you let them sit in the salt water and kill all the germs and whatever that's on them. And you know what I'm saying? You sit them in there, and then, man, they straight then. Soak them in salt water. Okay. Tom, have you ever tried soaking fish in salt water prior? I always, whenever I fillet fish, Layton, uh, and I'm going to freeze them, I, I always go in salt water. I've always. never done that. You've got to yeah. put them in salt water. Not yeah, o- not it, it's kind of like brining them. I mean, not only does it add a little flavor, but it also yeah. makes them the, the fillets firmer when you take when you You're thaw right. them out. Yep, definitely. You're right. See there, right. guys? Really good. I learned a tip from you, you Layton I never never knew before. So, <laughs> And I've been fishing. Yeah. Fifty-two you know, years, hey, Leighton. You know why? Because he never uh, listens to me. Well, who wants to listen to Tom? So, <laughs> hey, well, true, man. Yeah. But you yeah. know, I, I enjoy calling y'all. You know, I didn't call y'all last week because I didn't really do nothing yet last week. But I'm going my way up at Jefferson right now, and I'm gonna fish Jefferson and Fort Atkinson and see if I can do some bit damage up there. Yeah, I'm gonna stay up there all day and see what's happening. All right, man. All right. But uh, I'll call y'all next week and let y'all know what's up. All okay, right. Well, thanks. thanks Good very hearing much. from you. Take it easy, Layton. Hey, okay, Take bye care, now. Man. Have a great weekend. You man. too. All right. We got Getting our catfish it. report. I, I, you now. know what? Yeah, we we got to make that like a weekly segment. I think a catfish, catfish report. report. <laughs> uh, See if we can get a one guy for each species. We can get a report for, uh, of course, you're our bass. You know, expert. They, oh, they'll tell I'm us not an expert bass, of anything. They won't tell us where you're fishing or anything. I'm not an expert. Of talking anything. vague terms and 
Yeah. So anyway, what are you doing <laughs> over there? Are you looking for emails I, or I'm, what? I'm looking for stuff. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you instead. I'll wait till the next. You're looking break. at swimsuit <laughs> models on the, you know, the sports twelve fifty babe of the day on the computer over there. Uh, I suppose I should go back to our uh, email. Check site our emails because people could email us if they'd like to. Did we have any at the beginning of the show? Uh, no, none yet. You checked? Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been. Someone checking. please send Tom an email. Yeah. He gets lonely if Who, he doesn't get the. Who's on the line, Nick? Uh, we have our friend Tony calling from Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Hey, Tony, what's up? I was listening to you before. Do you guys pay attention to, like, moon phases at all? I don't anymore. Um, you, you know why? Time, then, you, eh? know, you know what I, you know, I mean, if all I, ha- if all I had time to do was fish, I, maybe I would. But here's the thing. The best time to go fishing is any time you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, because let's one. face it, we can't always just pick and choose like Danny here. When he can go out, he waits for the most opportune time. I would, I would say but, that your local weather conditions are probably the in lake conditions are the most important factor. Now, everything else being equal, if the weather is favorable, blah 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 blah. If I have my choice, uh, sure, maybe a moon phase would be one more thing that might add put the odds in your favor, but. I've caught lots of fish during like what was supposed to be the worst moon phase, and I've had days where I didn't catch right, squat yeah. on what was supposed to be the best. I, I've always looked at it like there's there's going to be something biting in somewhere on that lake. That's right. Got to find them. You're exactly right. One little space and little weeds. Yep. It might be next to the launch. Yep. It might be on the other side of the launch. Yep. So. Something is going to. I bite. think it's it's tough to predict. Uh, there definitely is an effect. Are you a hunter as well? No, I'm not. Okay, because I have seen times, even hunting, where there's just periods when game movement, for some reason, I mean, where you're seeing more deer move, and it's not, I'm not just right. talking the rut, right. but there are de- definite end times fishing when what happened all of a sudden, what's going on right now? So, yes, uh, moon phases might, you know, probably do have some effect, but I don't think we can just predict it that the fish is going to hit at 1023 in the afternoon. No, and... no, it, but, you know, sometimes if you're on, like, that spot on a spot that you always like, right, and you're I, around I, that moon phase time, it, it might help. It might help, bit, right, exactly. So let's say you're uh, fishing Lake of the Woods and you've been raising a 50-inch muskie all week long, <laughs> and, uh, and it just comes in following lazily and then your last day all of a sudden there's a weather change mm. and there's a moon phase that corresponds with it and all of a sudden you make that cast and that fish lets loose aquarius lines up with venus Every, yeah. yeah so at that point and i guess i guess what i would do knowing that that big fish is on that spot i'm gonna haul my butt to that spot at that time, so then I might pay attention to that moon phase. See, now just what hoping. happens if there's like one of these eclipses and you're out there? Well, I don't know. Maybe we got to try that too. <laughs> That's course, all right. I'll I've talk never, to I've hey. never, yeah. Okay, thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. That's when the Loch Ness monster listen, comes out listen, during dude. the eclipses. Listen, didn't you ever I, hear about that? No. Whatever. So the last. <laughs> See, he don't listen. To here's me. the thing with eclipses. <laughs> My first eclipse was in grade six, right? 19... Uh, you remember it, that? What year was it? Grade 6, I would oh have been God. 12 years old. 1970. So, anyway, I remember they had us poke the pin in the whole paper or whatever. I never really understood it, right? I wasn't good at art and paper. So, they said, this is the one in 200 year thing, right? 
Do you know how many eclipses I've lived through since yeah. that one in 200 year event? Yeah, we've I mean, had... it seems like every three years there's an eclipse that's yeah. never going to happen again. So yeah, I know. As far as I'm concerned, eclipses are boring. Yeah, at least we can explain them now. Just imagine how those fe- people felt, you know, like a couple thousand well, years ago the, when it happened. With the Indians, like, they got laid. They got lucky because it was they felt that they'd be more fertile under oh, the eclipse or okay. have a child that would be a god. So yeah. the guys were pulling for eclipses back then. Should we take this call real quick? No, we're going to wait. Okay, right after this break, we're going to take your calls, 799-1250. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. I'm the sane one. He's Nick Bode. <laughs> or, or is it you? The, you're the sane one. What? I'm not sure. What? See it? Like I said, he doesn't listen to me. Ah! We'll be right back with more on the Skipper Buds. I'm getting ready to be an old man. <laughs> Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. My name is Carlos Santana. Welcome back to the <laughs> Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, what? who we got on the line there, Nick? We got... Oh, go ahead. Tim. Man. Tim and Racine. Hello, yeah. Tim. What's Hi, happening, Tim. man? How are you guys doing this uh, Saturday morning? We're doing good, man. We're what, doing what's good. What's on your mind? What kind of fish can you get tired of? Well, what I kind... I had enough. I'm you, just kidding. Oh. That was a little joke. Uh, <laughs> it was a cheesy one, but hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, you know, there was a guy that called about, like, the the, the, the fish. Well, my grandma used to, because we used to catch bullheads, you know, and you would skin them and everything. Right. But, but we would soak them in milk overnight. Yep, yep. Yeah, that, if, that works even probably better than that salt. Well, Water, I, well, I, I always think. use a little bit of salt too, but uh, when I mean, you can you can throw a little salt in with it, but I think yeah. that milk really. When I fished up on the Fox River years ago, before it got cleaned up, we we would uh, soak the fillets in uh, half milk, half water, okay, for at least a day, and, and it would. What, you did it just for the day or overnight or what? Yeah, overnight at least or a whole day, uh, just to make sure you got rid of any of that that funky taste yeah. or smell, you know, from well, the paper mills up there. My. Uh, I used to catch bullheads and uh, carp in the East River, which is a branch right. of the Fox River years ago. Right. And my cousin, when he first moved to town, he told me, oh, no, bullheads are good. So he and I went down by the river. Awesome. And we, we caught a bunch, and he skinned them. That's the first time I watched someone skin them. And he did cook them in, or soak them in milk. But to be honest with you guys, that was pretty polluted back then. He was, said yeah. out of the East River, they even after he did all that, they weren't yeah. so hot. No, that it, years ago that 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 Fox River up there by Green Bay was pretty bad. But now right, it's good. a lot cleaner now. Am I still on the air? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Because yeah, where we catch it was on the Flambeau River. Okay. Yeah. And they're right by that paper mill there, off of Air Air Airline Road, and it was a dead end. Because so, my grandpa owned like both those bays back there at that time, and then you have that park right out on that bridge there. You go down Arlene, Arlene, Arlene Road, whatever you want to say. I know people up there know where I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And be, what, how about? Let me ask you. You ever get any really big bull, bull, bull heads? Yeah. I mean, but my my grandma was so good. <laughs> my grandma and grandpa were so good at. I mean, they tasted better than perch the way they did it. I, and I'm not lying. Hey, <laughs> I believe it. How many times did you get stuck by a bullhead? Uh, a couple. That's <laughs> no fun. I I had a buddy by the East River again, and he the bullhead was on the hook, 
and he tried to step on it to oh, take the hook out, no. and it went right through to the bottom. My buddy Robbie Gilson went right through to the bottom of his foot, and you want to see a 14-year-old guy oh, in tears. God. Oh, my oh, God. Man. It was killing him. Yeah, that, that would do hey, it. Also, also uh, one quick thing. Uh, last, it was like a couple weeks ago, I, I did uh, like a horn swoggle thing, right? Yeah. And, Danny, you sent me a, a, a Carl's thing, and I, I was supposed to get like a, a yeah, thing you for gotta, Perk. Yeah, you got to wait a couple deep. You got to wait a couple weeks on that. Yeah, uh, oh, that gets sent was through that the like corporate. A bonus or something? Yeah, we're giving double prizes now, so you just got to be patient on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just thought, well, wow. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. it's coming. Because that coming. heat really comes in handy now. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Hey, thanks for the call, well, Tim. Hey, you guys, I, I really love listening to you on Saturdays. You make my Saturday six to eight go. All right, all right, all right. Hey, we appreciate hey, it, Tim. Tell a friend. Now, yeah. Hey, check this out. What? I had enough. <laughs> oh, all right. I gotta go. Okay. All right. See Bye. you, Tim. Take care. Oh, that's funny. Uh, one of our set. Well, we must be up we to eleven. down in Racine. Yeah, we must be up to eleven. Hey, we have to, we got now. a break now, or are we okay? No, no, we're okay. good. We're I, good I, to go. Talking to Tim, uh, bullheads. You know where I caught the biggest bullheads of my life, and I think if you really wanted to target them, you could. Mm-hmm. The Peshtigo Harbor. Yeah. Years ago, when I used to fish for pike mm-hmm. with shiner minnows mm-hmm. uh, in the spring, uh, it's little known. They, they, everybody's walleye crazy now, but there used to be big pike. You could, I'm sure nobody's fishing for them. I could go catch them next April, May. Mm-hmm. Um, but you fish right in the uh, mouth there, and I'd take a bobber and some shiners or smelt, and uh, all of a sudden you think you had a pike, grab it, and I'd actually have some giant I mean, giant bullheads yeah. grab a shiner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might have even had one grab a small smelt one time. Mm-hmm. And they would suck that thing right down, and they were giant. They had they were really cool looking, real black on the mm-hmm. on the back and yellow, the, the yellow, fat, bellies. yellow yeah. stomach. Yeah. Really cool looking bullheads. Yeah. yeah. They, have, uh, they have large stomachs, you know, but, I mean, they don't. It seems like there's a lot more. It looks like there'd be a lot more meat on them. Because you know they they got such a big stomach area, right. but when you do fillet them, then there's not as much as what you think, you know. Right. But they, I mean, when we used to catch them here, my one brother-in-law took me to uh, Lake LaBelle's. Got a lot of them, and my years ago, my brother-in-law took me. Uh, we were fishing from shore by the dam there at Lake LaBelle, and we went at night, and he promised me walleyes, and all we caught were a lot of big, uh, not big bluegills, small bluegills, <laughs> and he was keeping them. Not bluegills, I'm sorry. Bullheads. Uh, bullheads. And uh, he was keeping them. I didn't want any. They were too small. But he said, ah, oh, he'll clean them all. So, so let me ask you, with the <laughs> with the stingers on the side yeah. of their head. There's one on top and one on each side. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there an actual poison yeah. or something yeah. in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll burn like heck. It, it oh, kind of it, it it turn, injects. It turns your skin reddish, and it, it, and it burns for a while. Yeah. Is it? Is it like a coating on the outside I, of a? It's it, not like it a, must be. It's not like a snake's no, no, tooth, no, no. which is hollow. Right. No. There's no. a fascinating. Yeah. Right. S- snake's teeth, poisonous venoms are hollow, and yeah. they, they they shoot there like an inject yeah. like an injector needle when yep. they when they get yeah, you. Yeah, they do. So, but the, how about how about you never hear about stingers in catfish? Yeah, they got them too. But you know, oh, yeah, but they're anybody, bigger. <laughs> but you don't really hear about anybody worrying about that's them so because much. You, they're you, grabbing them and noodling. They're them, not worrying about. Well, no, you're grabbing stingers. them by the mouth. 
you're grabbing the catfish by the mouth. You don't have to, like on little bullheads. I mean, it's hard to grab them in the mouth. You gotta, you gotta like take your. I know. Uh, I'd see people yeah, take the fingers and slide and make up a V underneath. out of it and slide it underneath, and then the two but go over the side. But still, you would think when they're ones. noodling and grabbing them in the rivers, they're grabbing oh, them by the mouth and well, then they're crazy. hugging them. That's crazy. You never don't, hear anybody worrying about the. Uh, those, those people are on drugs or something. Who do that noodling? Oh, but I saw they had some TV show where they had a couple hot-looking chicks. They were models from New yeah, York, and they yeah. went down to do it. And they did it? Yeah, and there, oh, were, then there was a couple that was there, a guy and his wife, and they were all reaching in and grabbing. Yeah. For some reason, I don't think they, they're as sharp or as needlepoint as the bullheads yeah. are. They can't be. That they, they, they are. I know they got them, but they, I don't they, think they're it'll as It'll poke you if you grab it, right? Yeah, but it'll it's, poke you. just don't hear about anybody like the bullheads. Everybody you complains. Gotta, you got to be careful with the... I mean, you, well, with the bigger ones, it's different. Oh, let's take our caller. Who you got there? Why? Why is it different, Tom? I'll tell you. What I'm trying to tell. I'll tell you. you got you our buddy know. Mike on the line here. Yeah. Hey, Mike, good morning. What's going on by you? Good morning. How are you? What can Doing we do good, for man. you? I'm, uh, I got such a good day, I'm laying in bed listening to you guys on All the right. radio. Hey, we're starting your day out right. <laughs> yes, sir. Anyways, uh, Tom, you were talking about salt when you were filleting your fish and, and yeah. you freeze them. What, do you do that on just a catfish? Or no, no, or every like, every no? fish that I freeze, every all the fil- any fillets that I'm going to freeze, I put, you know, like how you got those uh, gallon freezer bags or quart right. freezer bags. I'll right. put about a, I'd say a good teaspoon of salt in there. Okay. And then with the water and, you know, and uh, yeah, it, uh, you, it, it's like brining them, you know, it, it adds some flavor and it also firms up the fillets when you thaw them out. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. And yep. I mean, I'm 68 years old. I've been, do, yeah, I've been you know, doing years that. Ago, yeah. I'm talking about years ago when you caught fish, remember how, you know, that you would put them in milk cartons? And then put the water on top of them, and then freeze them. You know, I do remember that. I think my, uh, I think my mom would do that. I, I, yeah. I do remember that. Yes. What do, would you do? You, you put, put the fish fillets in milk cartons. In milk cartons. Because the milk used to come in those cartons, you know. And so it you was put easy. it in with the milk. You didn't. No, you no, didn't no, have not the milk. Bags at that time. Yeah, we didn't have plastic bags, so you put them in the milk carton, fill it up with water to freeze them, and then. Uh, oh. Throw them in a the freezer. That's before you could go to Dollar Tree and buy Tupperware for a dollar for yeah, a whole exactly. bunch of those plastic yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I tell you, Tom's <laughs> forgot a lot. There's a lot he forgets that's these days. School. Yeah, that that's real old school. <laughs> that's real. It's kind of like, okay, when you would go pick night crawlers, here's another old one for you. We would take, uh, they had coffee cans, three-pound coffee cans, okay? Yeah, Folgers. Yeah, it's and what we grown. would do is we take a candle, melt melt uh, a little bit of the wax on the on the bottom, one, not on the bottom of the, uh, uh, let's say if you put the, the coffee can on its side, and you'd put a little wax there and put the candle in there, and then we'd have a couple of wires coming out of the top of the coffee can. What? Yeah, and then we'd hold that coffee can because... If you took a flashlight and shine it right on a night crawler, it'll go right back in its hole, right. right? So we would use these candles in this little coffee can on its side to give just enough light to be able to pick the night crawlers, but not to scare them. Prop for a seance right after there, Tom. <laughs> so what? So, what? Why did you have the wires on it? So we could hold it. Otherwise, if you held the, oh, tried okay. to hold the coffee can, you're, you you would get burned. Otherwise, it got hot. Right? Yeah, it got uh, too hot. It's called uh, so you'd have the wires on induction the top. Or, yeah, and yeah, so uh, that that's real yeah, old school too. To you know? oh. But that's at a time when people used to pick night crawlers. 
How many kids do you know men that were go men and Yeah, men were men and nervous. sheep were nervous. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. I, so, used to, but, I used to pick the night crawlers. Yeah. You don't do it now? now? Now, kids don't do it now. They don't go out and pick their own. Well, actually, now I got my uh, grandkids into getting night crawlers, and they got a night crawler farm. <laughs> And all that, yeah, they're going out and getting night crawlers. You want to know the real reason he's doing? He's so cheap. He still doesn't want to buy his own night crawlers. I got to talk to the kids. You know, there's child labor laws. You know, I know some good attorneys I could refer him to. We we went out. My my wife and my six year old grandson. We went out to Madison Wednesday, and we got thirty nine bluegills. Hey, nice size uh, ones. Yeah, Madison uh, has nice ones. I would say. 20 to 25 of them were, were 8 inches. Yeah, that's great. Those are nice ones. That's Those nice are dandies, man. Beautiful fish. Those are dandies. Yeah, good but, job, you know, man. I mean, when I used to, you know, they, they tell you not to keep the real big bluegills, especially the males and stuff like that. I don't keep anything over 8. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I don't, uh, you know, you're 9 inches or something like that. Uh, we throw that, we throw them back in. You well, know, that's... That, that's just a... You know, keep the lake going. Your conservation yeah. ethic, that's good. Actually, the, if everybody you kept more of the smaller how ones. How many fish are in Monona? Oh, it's loaded. You oh, know, unreal. I, I was just telling my son the other day, because, uh, uh, you know, we tried catching, finding some of those crappies, and we didn't find them, but we caught a, a bunch of these, like, five, six-inch perch. And right. I told him, I says, you know, if you wanted to take the time and, and gut them out, take the head off in the fins and, and scale them, and then leave the bones in them and grind them, run them through your food processor, grind them up. Yep. You can make f- wonderful fish patties out of them. You know, wonderful they're, ones. They're, they're, yeah, wonderful fish patties. But the th- but the thing is, nobody wants to take the time to do take all of that. Do it. Yeah, because you know all these little fish. No, you don't want to take the time. Well, you, you know? know, I used to do night. We call it go night crawling, and I'm my brother Tim. Yeah, we'd go water the garden. Yep. And uh, you are right, Tom, about the flashlight. But most of the time, we'd have them freeze just long enough. Yeah. And I, you'd have to be lightning fast, yep. like a cat. Yeah. And you'd. Boom, your hand yeah. right into the mud, and you had to yeah. go all around, and then yeah. you'd pull your hand fistful of mud, and you'd feel in your fingers <laughs> if you had that squirming night crawler. Yeah. We'd get giant crawlers yeah. that way. Yeah, but you see, like you say, that was years ago when you were younger and you were lightning fast. Yeah. Well, I'm still <laughs> listen. I'm still one out of the two. There you go. I'm still lightning hey, fat. We got we got to go to a break. Thanks for calling. Take care, man. All righty, take we, it easy. Guys. We do yeah. appreciate it. Thank Goodbye. you. Yeah, we'll be right back uh, with more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. You can always call us at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty here on Sports Radio twelve fifty AM or one zero five seven FM. The Fan. Welcome back. To the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. This is your show. Thanks for listening. A uh, couple of things, Tom. I, before the show is over. Yeah. I mean, when the show is over, I got to take you out to my truck to show you something. Okay. Got to show you my new Rhino liner. Do you know what a Rhino liner is? Yeah. Yeah. Because I got the Back new, in the bed of your truck. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got the truck. And like my last truck, the Ford 2008 F-150, they had the drop-in liner, which, yeah. which was nice. But um, I was talking to uh, Nate. He's a friend of Dan Johnson's. They went on a hog hunt. He actually is the owner of the Z-Bart down the road here. Oh, okay. And Nate kind of explained to me the advantages of getting the Rhino 
uh-huh. as opposed to a drop-in liner. Okay. And I would highly recommend if you got, and we got a lot of our listeners that have trucks. Yeah. If you're buying a new truck, take it out to Nate at uh, Z-Bart there and let him spray that liner because it is the coolest liner. Yeah. I mean, it looks great. Maybe he could be an advertiser here on the show. I don't know. You but better he call did a great, he did a, he did a He did a great job. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you got a new truck, and and then he's talking to me about possibly doing like a Z-Bart treatment, which, you know, I I, I thought all new vehicles, oh, that's old passe Z-Bart. All vehicles are rust-proof new, but no, they're I talk, not. <laughs> yeah, I talked to him, and so he's probably going to talk to us next week. I'm going to give him a call, and okay. he's going to have some good tips for new truck owners how to take care of your vehicle Excellent. and so forth. Good. So yeah, Excellent. but it looks great. You got to see it. I will. I'm looking forward to it. And anything else you got? Anything right. else I got? Um, um, uh, what else was I going to talk about? I nope. don't know. Nope, that's it. Oh, oh. Uh, I've been doing some bike, doing a lot of biking, Tom, mm-hmm. and talking about observing out in nature and so forth. You know what I'm seeing a lot more, which makes me glad. What's that? Monarch butterflies. Oh yeah. They seem to be coming back a little bit this year because mm-hmm. I had read that they were really down mm-hmm. and this and that, but I'm seeing way more this year than I did last year. There's a there's a number of them around my house that I've seen this summer. Yeah, but, but you know the thing I'm looking for that I used to always see as a kid. What's that? I used to walk the railroad tracks and I'd see the milkweed plant. Oh yeah, sure. And the, and that's the butterflies. That they the monarchs. Like. Yeah. They have the yeah. milkweed plant, and there were several times I'd actually find the monarch caterpillar. Oh, yeah? On the milkweed plant. Mm-hmm. And one time as a kid years ago, I took one and I put it in a jar and threw some milkweed uh, leaves in there mm-hmm. and put poked some holes in the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, it eventually made a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, made a cocoon, I yeah, believe. Yeah. My granddaughter has one of these special boxes that's probably, I don't know, 18 inches long by 10 inches wide by 10 inches high, something like that. And she's got leaves in there and some branches, and she'll get caterpillars and lets them go through the whole process. And when they become butterflies, then she lets them go. And one time, this is when she was like five years old, she was sitting there explaining to me, using the words like crystallis, and explaining to me the whole process. And I said, how do you know that? <laughs> she she learned it in uh, preschool, pre-kindergarten or whatever it is. Yeah. They, they learned all about it. And here she is telling me. And it's like, oh, I didn't know all this stuff. She's explaining it all, you know. She's using all the right words, too. And it's like, wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but that that's one of her things that she likes to do. Look for the caterpillars and let them go into a cocoon, turn into a butterfly. One time, my mom was screaming in the basement. It freaked her out. We must have had a cocoon down there. And the monarch hatched, oh. and it, it was flying around. All of a sudden, it flew right in front of her face, and, and she downstairs in the basement. You don't expect something yeah, flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went down there. It was just a big, beautiful yeah. monarch butterfly. It was just you, gorgeous. What did you catch it with to get it outside? You know what? Unfortunately, I think it was almost winter. I think it was past that monarch's time <laughs> to head to Mexico. Uh-oh. Do they, do yeah. they hatch, hatch? Do they... You know, come out every year, and is that a new batch of them going down? 
I, I got to do some more study. They it's, hatch here, Nick? Yeah, Nick's shaking his head. They hatch up here? I thought he was asking about the life. Were you asking about the lifespan of them and stuff? Well, well where yeah, do they, they hatch? I think I think I see them they when babies? they're kind of like on top of each other flying through the air sometimes. You see them kind of flirty with each other. Is that when they're actually mating? But but then the caterpillars oh, yeah. are on the milkweed. You know, there's a monarch we'll society. We got to call someone from the monarch society. Now, we're a hunting and fishing show, but as a hunter and a fisherman... But I, we you deal with the outdoors. all those things. Yeah. As a kid, I grew up looking at the worms on the sidewalk, walking to school, seeing the caterpillars, uh, seeing all those things. And that's what, you know, I think is so great about hunting and fishing is seeing all those things. You got to stop in your quest yeah. and not be tunnel visioned just with your fishing. You know what, Danny? Steve Milliot would never yeah. notice a, a butterfly flying by. He's so intense on his musky fishing. I like to stop and look at the things mm-hmm. around me, enjoy the nature. You know, this past week, it was about 8.30 in the evening. I'm sitting on the side of my house having a smoke, and this big moth starts attacking me. I swear to God. It's coming at me, and I'm shooing it away, and it would fly away, and it'd come right back at me, and I'd shoo it away, and it'd turn around come right back at it kept doing this until finally after, I swear to God, it was that two, three minutes. It kept coming at me, and finally it flew away. But what? why did it keep doing that? Yeah, it must have. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's going to bum a smoke from you. You know, I will take that back, what I said about Steve. One yeah. time he did observe, pointed something out. Lake of the Woods were fishing, and these black flies and horse flies were getting us. And then he pointed out, he, he noticed it. He says, here come the, here come the troops. And all these dragonflies oh. came by the boat. And it was really cool. I watched this dragonfly latch onto a horsefly. We both watched really? it. Really? It was an epic battle because that horsefly was like zzz, all over the place. And that dragonfly was like latched onto its back yeah. and it eventually took it down. <laughs> well, next week, Danny, <clears throat> if I remember. You won't because you're I'll, getting old. All I those know. concussions you have. I'm going to hope. Hopefully, I remember to tell you about no smokes, it'll narrow the your time, arteries the, in your head. The time I saw a wasp play possum. What? Yeah, I'll tell you about that next week. We got to write that I, down. We'll I never, should write. We'll never remember that. Well, maybe, maybe wasp. I'll write it down. Wasp playing possum. Awesome. All, right. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. I hope everybody has a great weekend. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to your radio show, The Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.